Do you think I'm the only person in Denton County right now wearing a San Elizario shirt? The odds are very strong. Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos, your buds at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Texas Your high school football nerds. High school football nerds. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very, very much. You are our favorites. Uh, This is your... Part two of the 2019 season preview. We will be covering season S Z N season preview. We will be covering three uh, A, two A, and one uh, A in this episode. Uh, if you missed the previous episode, we did six A, five A, and four A. Uh, but in all fairness, we have not moved. We no. have sat in the same chair, wearing the same clothes, wearing the same clothes. You wearing a San Elizario shirt during the. Although I did have to run and get batteries for the podcast <laughs> yeah. recorder. Sorry, right. turned into a thank hole. you Seven Eleven. A whole thing. But in any case, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very, very much. Um, we've got a lot to get to in 6A Division, uh, or rather in, in 3A Division 1, 3A Division 2, 2A Division 1, 2A Division 2, and 1A Division 1, 1A Division 2. But Matthew, we must start, as we always do, with our Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. Matt Stepp, we're going to talk a lot today about teams that hope to play for state championships. And when they get there, they hope to win state championship. Of course. Of course. Matt Stepp, what is the largest margin of victory in a state championship game in Texas high school football history? You're thinking of one, and you're wondering if there's a bigger one. The one I'm thinking of is Midland Lee and San Antonio MacArthur. Mm-hmm. And the final score on that one was, let me see. Uh, the final score on that one was... 54 to nothing. And that's an excellent guess. Would it surprise you to learn that that is not the largest margin? That's actually pretty... Because, I mean, Midland Leeds, Leeds, that was a massive blowout. I take you to 2005, the 4A Division I state championship game, as the Highland Park Scots beat Marshall 59 to nothing. 59 points is the largest that was Matthew Stafford's coronation. Because what well, got me thinking, because I remember I went to look up, um, because Mart set a record for the most points scored in the game mm-hmm. uh, when they beat Groover this year, 76 to 33. Mm-hmm. Um, that is still crazy to me. They scored 70. Yeah. That, that, and they could have scored a lot more if that, they wanted. That first quarter of those first couple of possessions for Mart. Um, in that title game, were shocking. It, it, so I saw Mart in the quarter, and we're off, but it's all we, we do this. Uh, I saw Mart in the quarterfinals against Munster, and it was that first two possessions were equally as shocking in the Munster game as well. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they was, are they are a they, they were, were a, a killing machine. Yeah, they were. A, yeah, they were on a different level. Remorseless robots and from the future. Uh, so that is your Texas high school football fun fact of the fifty nine to nothing. Okay. Fifty nine nothing. All right, we're here doing our season preview. Um, we're getting fired up in football season. I'm getting there. I'm, I promise I'm getting there. It's, yeah. I, it's just still just a little bit too far away. We're recording this on April 12th, August 12th. Yeah. And we don't know when, 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 when this is going to get posted. This will probably be, I guess, probably next Monday. It's like, like, the, 19th. like the 19th. Okay. When it will be ten, we'll be 10 days away at that point. And at I've got to be honest. Yeah. 
by the time you're listening to it, I think I'm going to wake up a little bit pep in my step. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. We're going to be... That trip to Mason is... To Mason. Right. Mason. And then, by the way, I know, like, I'm really fired up about the punch dome. I want to be clear about it. I've never been to the Battle of the Axe. You'll have, you're going to have a lot of I've fun. never been to Sherman Denison, and I just know that the scene there is crazy. Yeah. And you know what's weird about Sherman Denison is his own media market, so, like, mm-hmm. all... The big TV state and Fox is going to do a great job broadcast, but every TV like like Sherman Denison has an NBC affiliate, an ABC affiliate, a CBS, like all the affiliates are going to be there too. So it's going to be a lot of media, a lot of hype, a lot of fun. And Sherman Bearcat Stadium is a cool old stadium too. Yeah, and I'm I'm just I know that Fox is going to set up jumbotrons outside because I know that. The, the Sherman Stadium isn't it's not a huge stadium it's not no. like it's not like they're playing at Allen they're playing it's at, not a huge press box yeah. it's, no. it's 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 a, it's, it's going to be cozy but um but I know that they're going to set up jumbotrons like outside the stadium for people to watch it and it's going to be an awesome scene it I'm just be. I'm really fired up about it because I've never been uh, you know I'm really glad we got to do Longview Lufkin last year because Longview Lufkin is such a great rivalry game and obviously two teams that we, we that ended up being pretty darn good as well but for me I think that Sherman Denison is such a pure rivalry where they're playing for the 121st time oh, yeah. uh, they have played since 1909 or something like that 01 I think was the first meeting. I mean it's yeah crazy yeah. like the history between them and then you add in the axe and just all the pop they're good teams and they're, and good they're teams. both playoff caliber teams i think it's year. gonna be a pretty solid game too you know i like I'm, I'm just really excited about both those so um we will of course talk about them when week one rolls around for our week one preview but this we is our season a week preview. one preview show. we will have a week one preview so that's august, coming up next week we're gonna do that on august 26th yes, august 26th you will you'll hear that on uh tuesday the 27th but in any case we are now on to our um State uh, or three A Division One preview. Starting with three A Division One, we're going to do the same kind of format. Got the same tent poles we want to hit for each of these classifications. We're start with our headline, and the headline for me is um, is much like you were talking about with four A Division One. Is it fait accompli? Do we already know what the state championship game is going to be in three A Division One? Because when you take a look at what is coming back, and we were saying this at AT and T Stadium. We were literally watching Malakoff and Grandview play in the state championship game, and we were turning to each other and going, hey, there's a pretty good chance they play each other again next yeah, year. They're, they're both, they're both lo- young, young, young. Both teams were super-duper-duper young. They're both coming back loaded for bear. They both start the year 1-2 and two in Dave Campbell's Texas football's rankings. Um, and I think that there may be a notion that it's fait accompli that they're going to play. And well, they are going to play week four. Well, they are going to play. Yes, they will play each other. But, but yes. uh, it may be fait accompli that, that they are going to play again in a state championship game. Um, to me, that is the question. The question is, is it Grandview Malakoff or the field? Like, that's where it starts. If it's not there, it could be any number of things. I, I mean, that's, that's the great thing about 3A Division One is past them, I feel like there is parity a lot of parody all the way down to like 14, 15, 16 you know, in our Grandview, they're close. East Chambers like mm-hmm. pushed Grandview to the limit. And mm-hmm. They had them I, beat, They were kind of off the, off the radar yeah. a little bit for us. So, yeah. I'll, my headline is very similar. It's just Zebra Nation because I think mm. Grandview is a clear favorite. Um, in in Division One because of what they have coming back. And folks don't realize this. Their number one running back got hurt like in week four. Yes. They had to move Elijah Golden to running back from linebacker. Mm-hmm. Now they get Tremaine Gillette back. So now they're gonna have they're gonna have extra added punch and they might be able to move Elijah Golden uh 
back to the defensive side of the ball a little bit more, which just makes them even better. So they're 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 loaded. Yeah, they Grandview, were so. I think I think they we said they only only had six seniors that that actually. Mm-hmm. Graduated or something? Like, they they, they lost seven lettermen. Yes, total. And letterman. of those seven, how many of those guys were strong? You know, contributors. Right. You know, right. so they're they're loaded. Um, they lose their coach, but I, I think I think they're going to be just fine. I you think Ryan's going to step yeah, in. I think they're going to be just be fine. just fine. Yep. Um, I think you're right. Okay, so what? Who is or rather, what is your region of doom in three division one? Region two. Um, yeah, obviously Malakoff is the the, the headliner. But I think Gladewater and Atlanta are, are, especially Gladewater, I think they're looming. And I think this could be Gladewater's year. Gladewater's come close many, many times in their history and all, have always fallen short. And I, I wonder yeah. if this is this is their year to uh, get over the hump and, and, and get it done. I think so. you could also lump in Jefferson. I know they lose a lot of the headliners like T.Q. Jackson and mm-hmm. company. I actually have Region 3 as my as my, um, as my, my region yeah, of doom. Yo and Rockdale. Yo, Rockdale, Franklin. East yeah. Chambers, uh, a team like Woodville mm-hmm. who could make a run. Um, I think that there's a lot of really, really good. I think the Battle of the Bell is going to be dope. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Be great. Um, all right. My sleeper in 3A Division One. I'm going to go pop back up to Region 1. A team that is not short on pedigree, Pilot Point, is looming. Yeah. And I'm going to see them later this year. A team that I think, again, last year got better as the year went on uh now entering i think a third year under coach david up there uh they've got a quarterback in jacob pitts who's an all-district kid they feel good about their front seven they bring back 15 starters Got some good skill talent too real good skill talent i think the bearcats uh could be ready to make a run especially if and we'll talk about brock in a minute i'm sure but if brock is no longer the, get brock the class of region mm-hmm. one then there are teams that can up and nip them, and absolutely. I wonder if Pilot Point is one of those Within teams. their own district. Within their own district. They're going to get a shot at them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my sleeper, I'm going out of Region 4, the Jordanton Indians. Mm. They bring back all 11 starters on offense. That's tough to do. Yeah, and they, they are going to be – they were very impressive in 7-on-7. Seven seven. They had a good year last year, and I think Region 4 is for the taking in 3 yes. Division 1. Yoakum, Goliad, Edna – Yoakum's going to be young. All are going to be young this year. I th- I think that this is this could be the year mm-hmm. that Jordanton sneaks up and really is kind of that mystery guest and wins Region Four. Yoakum's going to be really young, which is going to lead me into my breakout player. But who is your breakout player? Cedric Pelham from Dallas Madison. Ah. Here Wait, he's I remember that he's name. He's committed to Washington State, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't really get talked about because in the Metroplex he gets kind of overshadowed. Well, three A in in the DFW Metroplex is yeah, just like he just gets overshadowed a little bit. Um, by the way, Jordan Tim was nine and three last year. There you go. And they bring back eleven on offense and seven on defense. Mm-hmm. So keep it. That's that's knew I had that right. But um, he gets a little overshadowed because of all the talent in the Metroplex, and he plays at a three A school in in the city of Dallas. This is a kid who's committed to Washington State. He's got a, his quarterback is back as well. I think he is a matchup nightmare, and I think he's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of defenses. Mine, going back to Yoakum, is Ty Love, the wide receiver defensive back from Yoakum. Bo Robinson is a star maker at Yoakum. He all he had he always has dudes, and he always rings every last drop of mm-hmm. potential out of these guys. And he loves what Ty Love brings to the brings to the field. A two way guy. Uh, 6 185 4-6, passes the eyeball test. He's going to be all over the field. And if Yoakum is going to continue to do what Yoakum does, which is make deep playoff runs, 
this is the name you're going to be hearing. You're going to be hearing a lot about Ty Love. He's my pick to click as far as a, a breakout player in 3A Division One is concerned. My boom or bust. My boom or bust. We are going back to Region 3. Are we? Yeah, we are. We're going back to Region 3. And we are going back to that same district in the Battle of the Bell. But it's neither of those Battle of the Bell teams. Mm. Can I interest you in Troy as a boom or bust team? Troy's got a lot of pieces I really like. Okay. Troy's got nine starters back on offense, most notably uh, Zach Rabasic, who was a 2,000-yard rusher a year ago. Uh, they are big and physical and mean up front, um, a team that's going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. They have all the makings of a team that's going to that's gonna sneak up on people and surprise some people and suddenly start challenging anybody and everybody in Region 3. But they're also in the district you don't want to be in in Region 3. And it is entirely possible, like really, really, really possible that they slip to third in that district or, hey, they could slip to fourth, right? Yeah, they absolutely. Lose, they lose the wrong game to, uh, who's probably that? If Little River Academy gets them, by the mm-hmm. way, they won't be bad. The Bumblebees. If, if, if Academy gets them, they drop to fourth and they got Grandview in the first round yeah. and it's over. Because um, Rockdale had Grandview in the first round last year. Mm-hmm. Now I don't believe I can't remember if Grandview was in a, was the one seat last year in their own district. So, so Troy is the team that it's all about that district finish. Yeah. If they finish in the top, if they finish, you want you got to avoid Grandview in round one. If they can go, I mean, look, they are talented enough, and they've got enough coming back that if they, if you want to tell me they're the sleeper and they're going to win that district, okay, I buy it. Yeah. They're going to win District Ten. But if they don't, and they slip to third or fourth, like it could be church in a hurry for them. They're really boomer bust for me. For me, it's Claywater. Mm. I, I think all the pieces are there for Gladewater to win Region 2. Um, I think they're strong where Malakoff isn't as strong this year mm-hmm. up front. And they've got back that bruising running back in Elijah Carter. So um, I think Gladewater, it's, it's, I think it's either going to be losing the first or second round or play for a state championship. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's a lot of middle ground here with the Bears this year. Yeah. It's, um, it, I think you're right. And they, they do, they strike me as a big boomer bust team. All right. Your prediction? I feel like you've kind of you've kind of telegraphed it. Well, it's well, it's going to be. I think for Gladewater, it's going to be boom this year. Wow! I've got Grandview beating Glade. I got Gladewater getting to the title game and losing to Grandview. Wow! Went a little off the board there, but I think Gladewater upsets Malakoff in the playoffs, plays for a state title, loses to Grandview in the title game. That is uh, that is bold. That is bold. I think they're a year early. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put my hand back over the stove. Grandview's gonna win it. They're okay. going to beat Atlanta. <laughs> okay. okay. I cannot quit Atlanta. <laughs> hey, that, we, we, that we, we were worried about them last year, and they got to the fourth round. Yeah. So, uh, all, you know, mission accomplished. We, we hung the mission accomplished banner of Atlanta. Uh, so. I've, got, I've got them over, over Atlanta. But, you know, one team we didn't talk about, and I think is worth mentioning, is a team that, that's a perennial power in three division one is Brock. But we alert, alluded to it earlier. Look, Brock, for the first time, like, Basically ever? Yeah, since the school since they started playing varsity football. They're in a rebuild. Yes. And they are reloading and they've only got five starters back and and look, they deserve the benefit of the doubt, but they're a total mystery to Yes. Me. It would not be a surprise if they came out and they won region one again and they challenged whoever comes out of region two to make it to a title game. That would not surprise me in the least. I don't think they're being Grandview, but mm-hmm. I think it would not surprise me in the least. But it would also not surprise me in the least if they didn't win their district. Yeah. I think pilot, if pilot point yeah. beat them. It wouldn't surprise and they me. They could be staring at an early round playoff matchup with Wall. They are they are big time boomer bust yeah. as well. The region one's fascinating to me. 
because if it's not Brock and Brock does fall back to the pack, Bushland, Wall, Pile Point, Eastland. We didn't mention our boy Baron, Mar- Baron Morton. Yeah, they got a lot Eastland. back from a nine and four team. Shallow Water was thirteen to one last yeah. year. The, um, Shallow Water is a little like Brock, though. I think they lost. Yeah. They grad, you know, lost Cutter Sparks and all that crew. Shallow Water probably let one. They, they, I know they felt like they let that Brock game slip away mm-hmm. last year. Right. So that's three A Division One. Three A Division One is going to be interesting with a, I think a, 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 a clear favorite, but there's a lot of intrigue in that second, like below them. What, mm-hmm. how that all shakes out. Three A Division Two. We go. We will start with. Um, Let's see who did the oh your headline. Yeah. What is your headline for three? Is it Canadians' two? time? Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it the wild? I, I think the Wildcats last year really surprised a lot of people with how not that they got to the title game, but with how tough they played Newton and and Newton was such a, a big favorite in that game and Chris Ketting's squad showed so much heart, so much ability, and so much determination in that game. Nearly pulled it out. Um, they've got some questions, and, and I think there's questions abound in, in Division Two. But is this? Is this Canadian's time to uh, win that title in Class 3A? I, I took a very similar tact. My headline is from sure thing to shrug. Okay, Last year, when we were recording this very podcast, uh, this very episode of the podcast, this last year, we were sitting here saying, it's Newton and it's not close. Mm-hmm. We were saying Newton is a prohibitive runaway favorite to win three 14 weeks it was yes and it was and we were just like yep they are gonna mow down everybody and guess what they did they mowed down everybody got close the last two weeks but they they got yes exactly so now three a division two goes to huh i mean newton's still there and and i think that if people think that newton's going away just because they lost that senior class and just because they lost their coach no, they're they, they're not. a football factory. They they don't go away. They are not going away, but you have a Canadian team that is looming. You have a number of other really interesting teams that I feel like people are not talking enough about, like East Bernard, yeah, who took Newton to the wire, like Gunner, mm-hmm. like Dangerfield, who plays Gunner in in week one. Yeah, Dangerfield Gunner is going to be a Holiday Clifton Abernathy. Cisco, it is a really dynamic 3A Division two that, let's say it's not Newton, and let's say for the sake of argument, Canadian doesn't figure out their quarterback situation, because they do, you know, they're losing Case and Cavalier, who was a stud for them. If they don't figure that out, I think they will, but let's just say for the sake of argument, they don't. Suddenly, I mean... About Childress. You're talking about wide open spaces. Yeah. Any number of teams could come and, and win those win that win that title. So I'm very I'm I'm super duper duper interested in what this team or what what three A Division two looks like. Again, I think you're right. I think it's Canadian is is that is that next team up? Mm-hmm. But if they're not, it's a big time shrug for me. Uh, my region of doom in three A Division two is uh, is region two. Okay, region uh, two. I went with region two. Uh, specifically, almost basically because of two districts, right? Uh, it's District 5, Gunner and Holiday, and lump in a team, uh, you know, maybe like Henrietta, which I think could make it run. And then District 8, right? Clifton, Rogers, and Lexington. Um, and and Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, it's a really, really tough district. Uh, deep, deep district. Um, or deep region, I think, in Region 2. So that's my pick for uh, for 3 Division 2's toughest region. I went Region I went region 1. Okay. Canadian Childress, obviously. But that whole district, Spearman, Tulia, you know, all those four teams all made the regional final last yeah. year. Um, I think you've got 
a much improved Ballinger team mm-hmm. who's kind of looming. I think Cisco is there as well. You know, they, they they flamed out in the first round of the playoffs last year, but we're talking about Cisco. Yeah, they're always in the mix. So that 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 group really really stands out to me as making Region Two, Region One, in Division Two a, a tough bracket. Yeah, I, I think so. Who is your sleeper in three division? I mentioned one Ballinger. That was that's a lot back. Wichita Falls City View. Mm-hmm. That's another. They really impressed us in seven on seven. They got a lot of athleticism and a lot of speed, which I think is a premium in their region. And I think they can they can make some noise. And the only other the one that I because Ballinger was mine, but just for the sake of being different, um, I am going to uh, I'm going to lump in Van Vleck. I think Van Vleck has some rebuilding to do. But a team that I think got a taste of some success last year. Always super talented. Yes, super athletic. Always tons of kids. Uh, that they're going to be very, very good. Okay. My breakout player. Uh, I remember when we were, when we unveiled the rankings at Dave at Texas uh, on Texas football today that there was a lot of people going, Oh, when we announced that Tide Haven was number ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh that's because I I love what Tide Haven comes back has coming back. David Lucio in his third year there, fourth year there. Um, and he brings That's back a program builder, man. He, and he brings back Blake Garcia. Okay, this is a this was a guy who got his chops last year. He went four and one in the playoffs for them. Uh, basically, put together two thousand total yards. And a guy I believe who took over late in the season for them. Um, this guy is a stud. I think he's ready for the big for for prime time. I think they are up there in Region Four. Uh, East Bernard is there, mm-hmm. but like in I would district, say, yeah. they're they're going to be very very difficult to beat. And I think Blake Garcia is a big reason why. He's my he's my player to know uh he's my uh my uh breakout player give me dangerfield running back jacoby craver mm. i think he's due for a huge year he's got some good bloodlines as i think one of his relatives played at harleton and then played at nebraska keo craver uh jacoby craver um just one of many unreal skill talents at uh, dangerfield we watched dangerfield at seven on mm-hmm. seven and they impressed the heck out of us they're going to play Gunner in week one and Tatum in week two. We'll know. So we'll know real quick how, how strong Dangerfield is. And, and, and a lot of folks think they're, the Tigers are back. So Jacoby Craver. Who is your boom or bust pick for three division two? Tidehaven. Oh. I think Tidehaven, this is the first time they've ever had these expectations. Mm-hmm. And I'm super curious to see how the Tigers handle those expectations because this is something completely new for their they've always been under the radar they've always been a team that's been laughed at and kicked on stomped on and thought very little of now that they're getting a little love how do they handle that so i think coach lucio will have them ready but that that's always a mystery so i, I think they're a boomer bust team abernathy okay that's another time i've left off in region one by the way is they yeah. got they got the guy they got Bryson Daly, yeah. and if you have not seen Bryson Daly, you are missing out. This kid probably is, the best overall player in three A division. Two. He is a super duper duper star. He's unbelievable, and he can very he he is the guy that. And, and when you get down to three A division two, you start talking about teams where one guy can put on the cape mm-hmm. and take you as far as you need to go. And Bryson Daly is that guy. He could take Abernathy to the semifinals. One hundred percent. He could. They could. He could. He could will get them, them past. Will them past Canadian. He could take them to a semifinal. But if he gets hurt, or the pieces around him do not gel, then I'm just you know this is a team that I think in a lot of ways could flame out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and so I am very interested in Abernathy. I think their ceiling is really really high, and I also think their floor is really low because a lot of it depends on that one guy. Yeah, it depends on him. So that's my uh, that's my boomer bust pick. My prediction: 
is um, I got Canadian over East Bernard. Same. Um, I really we haven't talked enough about East Bernard, but uh, the slot tee's a devil. Um, and they just seem to kind of replace this kind of replace yeah. those guys. I mean, and that's the thing is that they they bring back a good amount from last year, a lot of the key pieces, but then also. Uh, from what we understand, the young the youngsters in undefeated JV last year, mm-hmm. the youngsters stepping up are going to be really good. They're the favorite to come out of Region Four. I don't know what Region Three is going to look like, and right now, I think I, I'll take the sure thing of w- w- what's coming out of Region Four, in my opinion, over what what we don't know out of Region they took, Three. They took Newton to the limit yeah. last year, and I think universally we'll say Newton's going to be good, but yes. I don't think they're going to be as good as last year. So I think East Bernard. In that game right now, I would list East Bernard as a favorite. And then, um, and then, yeah. But I love what Canadian has coming back. I think that this is a team that's ready for prime time. I think they, I think they, they have enough coming back on the defense, which is something we don't talk about a ton with Canadian. But enough coming back on the defense to get them where they need to go. They're obviously not going to be intimidated by any, any game they play. Um, keep an eye on Gunner. Gunner is another mystery, much like we were talking about with Brock. They lose. They lose. The, they lose the guy. They lose the dude and Dylan Jantz. But Jake Fazell is one of the best and brightest coaches in the state. They're going to be in the mix. And then the other one's Dangerfield. I just, yeah. I'm telling you, that team is going to be so stinking fast. And I'm really excited. I'm, I'm going to see them in the, against Tatum in week yeah. two. I'm really excited to see that game. Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, you had Canadian over, Canadian East, over East Bernard as well? Okay. To two A Division One we go here on your Tep and Step season preview for 2019. Two A Division One we go. What is your headline for two A Division One? Armadillos and wolves. Oh my. <laughs> I think the San oh, Saba the Armadillos podcast. and the San Augustine Wolves are two teams that we should really keep an eye on all year. We don't. I mean, San Augustine they got to the semifinals and Mason blew them out. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, we really dismissed San Augustine a little bit, but then we saw what what Mason did to New Deal mm-hmm. in the state title game. And we were like, man, that was just a really special Mason team. Yes, it was. San Aug- Can I interest you in a team in San Augustine that played in the state semifinals last year? Okay, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Can I also interest you in a team that brings back every starter on offense? Mm. Eleven. Wow. Can I also interest you in a team that has six starters on defense back and only lost five Letterman last year? San Augustine is going to be the clear favorite in Region Three, a really good Region Three, and this if they're going to get through to the state title game, I think this is the year for San Augustine to do it. And then obviously San Saba. With what the run they had last year, what they have coming back, Sean O'Keefe at quarterback mm-hmm. committed to Tulsa. I think those two teams are really two to keep, to keep an eye on, and they're unique mascots. So I thought it was kind of a fun little uh, headline. See, because the funny thing is, my headline is familiar faces because uh, every year, every year. In fact, boy, I wish I had a 2018 magazine around here. I would bet. Can I would shoot a 2010 magazine. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing is, I bet if we were to look in there, I bet we'd have a Furio Mason and China in some sort of order up, up near the top. I mean, it's just that region four. Furio may have been three A by then. It's end. those. It's those same few teams mm-hmm. dominating region that four. That dominate region four, and they've always had a region three's number, and they get to a title game, and more often than not, they overpower someone. Yeah. And basically, the Region Four final is may as well be the state championship game in a lot of ways. There are other teams like San Seba, like San Augustine, like Panhandle mm-hmm. that I think could up and nip them. But it has to start with those guys. Yeah, it has to. And so um, that is to me the the, the team that, that I'm, I'm very interested in just how that shakes out because that's kind of you know it's it's like you remember when. Um, like, do you remember in baseball, 
when the Yankees and the Red Sox were like very clearly the two best teams in baseball, and whoever won the AL East or whoever ended up winning the ALCS, you just pencil them in for the title. Same thing, right? I just think that you look at Region Four, and it's just going to be dominant. So my Region of Doom, by the way, is Region Four. Hey, that's why <laughs> I have my, my Region of Doom as well. I mean, you, you've Refurio, obviously, they they figured things out. Their Austin Ochoa is the guy at quarterback. They're running the spread. They're going to be high-powered. They're going to put mm-hmm. up points. Now, they lose Armani Brown on defense, and they got some holes to replace on defense, but offensively, Refurio is going to be Refurio and score yeah, a lot of points. They sure will. Mason's got some holes to fill as well, but they're defending champs, and they're always there. Shiner's interesting because they've got more of the high-powered skill talent than they usually do. They've, they're going to be young up front, which is unlike Shiner. So some questions there, but I think overall Region 4 is still top-heavy. You know, It's very top-heavy, but those those three – are make that region really really tough. All right, who is your sleeper in two A division one? I got two. I got two. <laughs> I got two. I hope I don't take yours. I hope you don't. Either. In region one, post. Dang Alex. it! <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you firing me today? It's yeah. like the second time I've done this. Yeah. Post. You should, you should do the sleeper first. You should. You, we should. Just, I have My two. sleeper is post. Yeah. Tell us about post. You know. Wh- you know what? Why you like him? Well, here's why I like him. Seventeen starters back from a team that got better. I think as the year went on, they dealt with a lot of injuries lot last real year. Real early yeah. too. They got healthier as the season went on, but they bring back a ton. And the other thing, and this is always a big red flag or like big beacon for me. The coaches in Region One. You look at their regional picks, they are way higher than we have them. Yeah. They go, no, 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 no. You're missing out on this team. We have them we like. picked like third in district, don't they? Don't we we? Thir- picked third in district. They have them basically saying, no, 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 no. You are underrating this team. This is a team that, like, we have them like ninth in the region, and they have them like fourth. They think Post is going to be legit. Who's in their district? They're, they're in there. Um, they are in with Sundown and New Deal. And so New Deal's got some replacing to they do. They lose Jet Whitfield, DK Blaylock. Mm-hmm. So they lose a lot. Yeah. So to me, uh, Post is my sleeper. Who's your other sleeper? Step. Shelbyville. Mm-hmm. The, they, the thing about Shelbyville, they got athletes. They, they won the state title in basketball last year. So some of those kids play football. That They've got a winning attitude about them. Second year under David Bimbo. Tough region. I mean, they're in there, they're in there with, with Garrison and Tenaha and St. Augustine. Augustine, but no one's talking about it. They're kind of flying under the radar. I'd lump in Groveton in that same district, too. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's that, a, that, that part of the state in 2A is really, really – that little small area of the Piney Woods is just – Shelby County is really, really good. Um, so I, they don't get talked about enough, but they're, they're a team kind of flying under the radar that could sneak up and make some noise. All right, my breakout player is um, – let me make sure I'm getting this right. Do I have this right, the right region before I step out? I think it's region one. Yeah. Why am I doubting? Let's go to Hawley. Uh, Hawley, I think, has a chance to make some noise this year. And a big reason why is uh, is Colton Marshall. He's a two-way star, almost a 2,000-yard running back a year ago. He plays both ways. He does everything. 6-1-2-10. And at 2A, that is brutal. Brutal. I'm very interested. I think people are going to know the name of Colton Marshall, the running back linebacker from Hawley. He's my breakout pick for 2A Division One. How big is he? 6'1", 210. So I've got another. My breakout player is also a, a larger running back. Large man. Yes. Can I interest you in a six foot one, two 235-pound sophomore running back? He's a large boy. Doug Brooks from Shiner. That's a running large back boy. Defensive How do they lineman. breed them? He, Doug Brooks, he, he, he was on that, that. He was like one of the key guys in that show Friday Night Tykes. 
Was he really? Yes, Doug Brooks. Oh, I didn't know if that. If you Google a picture of Doug Brooks, he looks like a 35-year-old man in his uniform. Oh now, I don't God. know about his face. He, he may have a baby face, but he is a large child. <laughs> and at that level, the 2A level, he can do – he, he's the fullback. I mean, they've got Dadrian Taylor mm-hmm. at Shiner as well, but Brooks is a dominant force, and he's had a year to mature in the weight room. He, he, he was impressive as a freshman, and I think he's got a chance to be even better as a sophomore. I think he's going to make a ton of noise in South Texas. He, he's a man-child. Yeah. Did you find yeah. a picture of him? Yeah, I did. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big That's a big boy. In 2A Division One. That's a big boy. Sophomore. Who's your boomer bust team in 2A Division One? I think there's a lot of picks here. There are. I'm going with Hearn. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in Region 4, so they're, they're going to really fly under the radar, but, but athletically they are superior to Refugio, Mason, Shiner. The key for Hearn, we saw it in 7-on-7. Seven seven. They, got, they got athletes. The key for Hearn is going to be playing up front and continuity and all that other stuff. Um, but Hearn, talent-wise, can compete with those guys if they're, if they're all on the same page and kind of rolling in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could also go 4-6 and six and miss the playoffs. He's probably not going to listen to this because I don't think he does podcasts. But Crawford... You don't think Delbert Kelm does podcasts? The man who faxes in his questionnaires? Uh, that, does Delbert Kelm know what a podcast is? Gosh, Dan. He knows what a podcast is. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? I don't think so. I, Maybe. That, <laughs> that, should, that should be our question for Delbert Kelm. Is do, go, you know, Coach, do you know what a podcast is? Do you know what a podcast is? I think he's aware of the idea. I, but if you're asking me, has he ever listened to a podcast? The answer is Oh, no. God, no. Okay. Crawford is one of the, like, if you were to make a list of the programs that have played for a state championship in the last five years, um, there would there would be less than 10 of them in 2A Division One. Crawford would be one of them, mm-hmm. okay? And they've got some playmakers back that I really, really like. Tate Abel, most notably, few others. But Delbert Kelm doesn't think they're going to be as good. And he's told me to his face. He just goes, I don't know. But he's also a sandbagger. Okay? I I think that I think that last year was was uh, an aberration more than anything. They, that was a disappointing year for them. But if you want to tell me that they're, that San Saba's taking a step back and Crawford's taking a step forward and they win that region, I would certainly see it. Absolutely. They have that they have that in their in their their it's their, their, it's their DNA. It's in their DNA. Those those are kids who who know how to win and it would not surprise me in the least. But I also know that, look, last year was bad, and maybe that snowballs, and who knows. So that's what I'm uh, going with. That's my boomer bust. Finally, my prediction, I got Refurio over San Saba. Same. I don't think, um, I don't think that the coaching change is going to matter for San Saba. I think Andres Aguirre is, is ready for this, and I think they know him. And I think they've got a guy. The, the, Sean O'Keefe is a unique talent at that level of football. He's always committed to Tulsa. He's going to be – clearly the best player on the field in every game and the way San Saba uses him they'll just tell O'Keefe just make a play put on the case and, and he will and he will and Eli Salinas is not a bad number two not a bad uh, sidekick there no, as well certainly so. not and and you can make a real real argument and I think there's a there's a fair argument that San Saba should not have lost its, that that semifinal last year to New Deal you know what I mean like they but maybe the lights, a little bit. maybe the lights got a little bit too bright for them it's, I mean you think about it it's a San Saba team that was three and seven in, 20, mm-hmm. in 2017 mm-hmm. It, I mean, you got it too 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 fast, too quick. 
I think they're ready for they're, this. They, they, but, they got those five playoff games under their belt. They're but, ready. look, Refurio is back. They are loaded. They have eight starters back on offense. And I think most importantly, I think they have an identity. Yeah. And I think they, they are not going to go through the same identity crisis they went to, through last year. I will say, if, 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 if St. Augustine's going to get through... One of our shirts, One of our shirts just fell off the wall uh, here in the studio. Uh, if St. Augustine's going to get through, it's this year. Yeah, I think so. what they have coming back. St. Augustine's got some dudes, and, and they are loaded, loaded for Bears, especially offensively. But... I'm very interested to see how all that happens. Okay. 2A Division 2, the smallest 11-man classification. My headline is, nothing stops this train. Um, we don't, like, I don't think we necessarily appreciate what we're seeing from Mart right now. In the sense that the last two seasons for essentially thir- 32 football weeks they have have they lost a game did they lose a game in 20 they didn't they went undefeated last year they lost to they lost to franklin they lost, lost franklin right. last year yeah last year yeah. they were undefeated but the year in before, 2a right? division two i mean fundamentally this is a team that that is it would have would have won in our opinion 2a division one last year or at least it would have been a good game martin mason, martin mason would have been fun. a great game yeah but I don't think we're necessarily appreciating the dominance that we're seeing right now. And by the way, a lot of that's back. Now, look, they bring back they, – they, they lose some of those running backs. Tower Corn's gone. Yeah. Chitadric Baylor's gone. Fair number of that defense is gone. But they bring back Kyler Martin, who should be healthy. They feel really good about their depth. And most importantly, they know that they are not one injury away from being hurt, from, from losing. Yeah. Because last year, how many quarter, how many 2A Division two teams – lose their starting quarterback for the season and it's over. Almost all of them? Yeah. Mart loses their starting quarterback and beats the defending state champs 59-7. to And they get better, the arguably. Yeah, I mean, arguably. They start playing their best football. That's yeah. not a knock on Kyler Martin. It's just that they were so different and hard to game plan for. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't, I, I'm having a hard, I've, I've tried. I've tried, guys. I'm trying very hard to squint, but Mart this year is my Newton last year. They're the team that I'm like, they're going to win it. I yeah. just think they're going to win another title. I think Fall City can get them. I mean, if there's one team that if there's one team if there's one team that's in not semifinal. that's not intimidated by Mark, and, it's Fall City. And, and 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 I think Kevin Hoffman knows it. Yeah, I think he knows it. I think he knows that is the team. That's the challenge. Yeah. That if that if, that they are they are bigger and as physical as Mart is, and when you can match them there, that's half the battle. And that keep that offense they run. That is keep the ball it away. Is. Now they don't have Keyshawn Johnson anymore, but they're going to have. They're, they're going to have. I feel like they're on a collision course for a semifinal, and that may as well be a state championship game. That's where I'm at. Same thing. I mean, my headline is: any, Is anyone stopping Mark? Yeah, I mean, that's that's it's, just a question. Yep. Uh, my region of doom. Mm-hmm. Region two. Me too. Good pick. Um, I, you know, you got you got Wellington in, re, in District Five. Mm-hmm. I think Wheeler's going to be really good this year. I think Wheeler so brings too. a lot back. Um, I think Winthorpe is going to be solid. Santo is going to be really good. You've got obviously Albany and Hamlin in District Seven. Uh, I think it's a really underrated region, and I think we could see an Albany Hamlin mm-hmm. doubleheader where they play they play in, the, in Week Eleven, and they match up once again in the uh, regional final. I think so too. I think, Boy, that, I, think be, I think that game would be at Shotwell Stadium. I think that would be a fun atmosphere. So this is going to sound crazy, but you know who my sleeper is? Munster. I don't. No think, one's talking about the Hornets. Nobody's talking about Munster. Oh. Nobody. They have somehow because they're in Region Two with Region Three, three. with Mart. Because no, they lost, and so because much. they lost so much. But this is a team that 
guys. There's no reason to think they won't be in the regional no. final. No, they're going to be right back in the mix. Yeah, and I think Munster has a team that won a championship 18 months ago. Yeah, has somehow been relegated to sleeper status. Y'all need to wake up on them. I think Munster is going to be really, really, really good this year. That's my pick. My sleeper is Hubbard, and they're another team in region yep. in region three. And anyone in Region Three is com- gets completely overlooked. Love Hubbard because of the exp- they were six and five last year, but I love them because of their experience. They've got they only lose five lettermen, and they return not, ten starters on offense, eight on defense. They're in the same district as Mart, so that's tough. Yes, but I, I could see Hubbard getting to the fourth round, absolutely, and playing Mart Mart mm-hmm. twice. I don't, they'd be heavy underdogs, but for a team to go for a team like Hubbard to make the fourth round. Be a successful year for those guys. I think so too. So Hubbard's my sleeper. Two A Division Two. Who's your breakout player? Um, I took Luden Romero from Stratford, mm. the running back. I think he's due for Stratford's style of play, the the way they run their offense, and I think Stratford up there in the Panhandle, they're kind of getting overlooked a little bit. Um, I think Stratford's going to be a, a team to watch. I think because of Luden Romero and that running attack. I'm going to go defense. Um, because. You just don't see guys like this, like Austin Lozano, the defensive end at Hamlin. 5'11", This is a big freaking boy. And by the way... Is the video of him dunking? Yes. <laughs> They're going to be the team to beat in Region 2. They're going to be... Um, and I think that they're the kind of team that they're going to rattle off... They're going to get to eleven and 0, 12 and zero, or something like that. And people are going to be like, "Oh, the Pied Pipers!" Or like, "There's a hook, right? It's the mascot." It's like, "Oh, the Pied Pipers are great," and people are going to start saying, "Well, what's so great about them?" Oh, oh, this Austin Lozano kid. Mm-hmm. Um, their defensive end, seventy four ta- uh, tackles last year, fifteen tackles for loss. I think he's in for a big year. I think he's going to be the headliner for this Hamlin team. Uh, he's my uh, breakout player. Boomer bust. I got Wellington. Me too. <laughs> Man, we're we're, we're, just, we're on the same way. Why do you here. have Wellington, Matt Steph? Uh New coach. Yep. A lot of question marks. Um, very, very young team. A lot of tradition. Great pedigree. But I, I think they could be a team. That they stumbled last year early, early on in the playoffs, and you know they get Albany or Wellington early in the playoffs again this year. It, it, I think I think it could be Church. I think they're. I think you're so right, and I think Wellington is. They they are almost transition year. For it them. really is because you don't know. Like Wade Williams has been there so long and been such a steadying force there. Um, that's not to say that it's going to be all that different, but I do think that there's just a lot of question marks there. And a team that, by the way, last year finished in the computer rankings the second best team in two A Division two. They're the second best team. I know they got upset last year, um, you know, when they ended up losing to uh, to Hamlin in that regional uh, regional semifinal. But that was a team that was loaded for bear. They lose a lot, and they're changing coaches. If it clicks... In a tough region. If it clicks, Pedigree is going to win out, man, and they're going to be right back in a state semifinal. And you know what? They'll probably be a favorite to win a semifinal and make it to a title game. But this also could be the, the, the kind of thing where it, like, suddenly, like, Wheeler beats them, they finish second in district, and then they get upset in the first round. Yeah. Like, really and truly, it could be mm-hmm. like that. They have a very, very high ceiling and low floor for me. Uh, finally, my prediction. I got Mart mm-hmm. winning a title over the Stratford Elks. Same. Woo! Yeah, yeah. I promise you, we did not we did yeah. not rehearse this. Same. I got more of a Stratford. Um, I really like Stratford, man. Yeah, I think region I think region they one struggled is, early last year, but they got it together late, and they ran into Groover and Jalen Conyers. Mm-hmm. And Conyers is back, but I think Groover's the supporting cast is not yes. quite going to be there this year. And I think Stratford and that style of play and that physical nature that they play with, I think they'll be able to over overcome Groover this year. Yeah. Um, 
That I think that that's an excellent uh, pick. Not only because I made it, but also I think I think I don't know. I think Stratford and, you know, comes t- out of Region One, and and let's say Region Two beats each other up, beats each uh, beats each other up. Yeah. I mean, the- and you know, Martin Stratford played in the in the Division One semifinals two years ago. Oh my gosh! In twenty seventeen, they played at Snyder in the state semifinals in Division One. Wow, um, that's a fun fight, Martin. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I I just have a hard time you, seeing anybody. You, you stop need that. the field or Martin. I'm taking Martin. I think that's exactly right. Okay, let me zoom through some one A predictions because, uh, as we know, and, and again, this is not a, you don't have a, you don't have ill feelings towards six man. Six man is just not your thing. No, it's fine. Everybody has your thing. It's not yours. Okay, one A. Yeah, I, I like the Orioles, so well, I've got things. Yeah, you <laughs> trust me. Yeah, yeah. One uh, A Division One. Um, the headline for me is the Revenge Tour. Uh, I think that Milford came up woefully short just 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 agonizingly close last year uh, against McLean and I feel like they feel like they're they're on a revenge tour but they're going to have to go through a lot of those same teams uh even without one of those guys in Tehran Smith. McLean brings back the guy don't they? McLean brings brings back Ben Crockett. I feel like we're on that kind of revenge tour for there. Uh the region of doom unsurprisingly in region in, in 1A division 1 is region 1. Uh McLean, White Deer, Ira I think you even lump in a team like Paducah and Knox City. They could be really solid. I think the region of Doom is in Region 1. My sleeper there is Noasis Canyon. I'm really interested in what Noasis Canyon uh, has coming back out of Region 4. I think a lot of the oxygen is going to get sucked up uh, in the room from from, uh, Lakey because of what they did last year. But I think Noasis Canyon is poised for a big year. And by the way, the coaches agree. The coaches really think Lakey could be in for a breakout year. I'm sorry, uh, Noasis Canyon could be in for a breakout year. My breakout player is Ricky Pendleton from Milford. I think that people are are looking at Milford and saying, oh, they lost Teron Smith, who is that superstar. Well, it's next man up, and basically Teron Smith got a lot of the carries because he was the best guy on the, on the team. Now it's Ricky Pendleton, and a lot of that, that, that train ain't slowing down. I think Milford's going to be really good with Ricky Pendleton. My boomer bust is, um, is Garden City. Uh, our six-man insider, Lehman Saunders, is really bullish on Garden City, and for good reason. They've got a lot of pedigree, uh, but they don't bring back a ton in, in, as far as experience is concerned. Uh, just one starter on both sides of the ball, but the coaches are very high on them, but they also come out of a very, very difficult region with Balmeray, Sterling City, Borden County, even a team like Rankin. Uh, I think that uh, Boomer Bust uh, for Garden City would not be a surprise if they play for a title. Also wouldn't be a surprise with the way that they have to run through a very difficult district and difficult region if they bowed out a little but earlier. My prediction is uh, we're going to stick with Lehman's picks uh, as far as the rankings are concerned. He has Milford over McLean. Who am I to uh, to overrule him? I'm going to say Milford over McLean for 1A Division 1. Finally, 1A Division 2. Uh, it is uh, The headline here is a pedigree battle royale. And you look up at the top of this of Region 1 or Division 2 and it is just some of the most proudest and, and most decorated programs in the state. You're talking about Jayton. You're talking about Strawn. You're talking about Richmond Springs. You're talking about Oakwood. You're talking about Motley County. You're talking about some of the very best programs in six-man football, all up near the top that are all going to, to do battle with one another. And isn't uh, Jerry Burkhart back at Richmond Springs? Jerry Burkhart is now back at Richmond Springs. It has been a wild turn of events, but yeah. it sounds like he is back there. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that all fits. There, we'll get to them in just a moment. Um, my region, uh, region of doom is region four. Uh, Oakwood, Calvert, Blanket, Richland Springs, of course. Um, I think Trinidad could be a bit of a sleeper there, but but region four is mine. Uh, for uh, sleeper, uh, I really like Groom out of region region one, uh, a team that went seven and four a year ago, and I think uh, got 
knocked out a little bit too early, but brings back five starters on both sides of the ball. The coaches really think that Groom's in for a big year. So do I. They're my sleeper in 1A Division Two. My breakout player is Michael Lowry from Blackwell, uh, a coach's kid there uh, at Blackwell. They're going to challenge uh, Jayton for the uh, uh, for Region 2 supremacy. I really like what Blackwell has coming back, most notably their quarterback, Michael Lowry. I think he is a breakout player for them. The boomer bust is Richland Springs. There's so much change there, but the pedigree is so good. It's a lot like... Um, because it's a guy who obviously had great success there, Richland Springs, but he's coming in so late. There's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts at Richland yeah. Springs. If it all settles down... They have the talent, and they've got the dudes to be right back in the mix and win a state championship. But this also could just be that there's too much happening too fast, and it just all kind of falls apart. Yeah. So they're my boomer bust. My prediction, same as what Lehman has in the magazine. I've got Jayton over Strawn. Uh, I really think that Jayton's got a chance to, to make some big noise and, and a team that, uh, obviously, with a lot of pedigree from uh, from from their history, uh, nine and four a year ago, ready for the big leap. Coaches agree. They think they're in for a very big leap. Uh, that is 1A Division two. And that is the Tep and Step Preview. 48 minutes. That's not bad. No, not bad. That's not bad That's at good. all. Um, of course, we will have Tep and Step every week for you here at TexasFootball.com because we love you very, very, very much. We love Texas high school football. We do. Just as much as you. We just talked for two hours about Texas high school yeah. football. That's how much we Our love Our wives it. hate us right now. Uh, yeah. My wife is like, are you going to come home and help me bathe this kid and put him in bed? And I'm like, Maybe. I'm going to hang out with Step for a few I'm talking hours. football with my friends. Um, anyway, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very, very much. Uh, we will be back. Uh, for the next 17 Mondays? Next 17 Mondays, man. Yeah. Plus more, because we're doing all those state championship previews and things like that. Yeah. But in any case, we'll be back Tuesday, the 27th, with your week one preview edition. It's going to be awesome. Uh, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next time on Tep and Step. Step.